Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I am Rachel Olson. And today, Rachel, I want to talk about something that kind of is a sticky topic for some folks, and it was for me for years. Uh, I want to talk about making smart money decisions because I think so many times we can derail our future by not thinking about things we're doing right now. Here's why I want to do that, because... I believe with everything in me that I have raised five children and when they first get out and get their job, the very first thing we tell them to do is something I wish someone would have told me. That is, start saving with your very first paycheck. Start saving. Get involved as soon as you can with your 401k. And I know you feel like, oh, that's later. I've got plenty of time to think about that. But those who understand finances and the principles behind compound interest understand that it's important to do it immediately. And I think that there are reasons that today's youth, and I have you know kids in this, this age bracket, don't do that. And a huge one is that, you know, if you back up even before you get out of college and get your first job, there are financial decisions that you can make um, when you're starting college that can uh, really impact your financial future. Um, you know, every, <laughs> every um, college application comes with a price tag. Um, and, and there's a lot of prestige about, you know, going to, you know, these um, Ivy League schools, these private schools. We've just seen in the news, you know, in recent uh, times, uh, emission scandals, you know, where people are trying so hard to get into these top tier schools. Um, so, you know, um, I'm a college professor, as you know, as is my husband, and we have sent kids, our kids to community college. Um, they've gone on from there and gone to four-year institutions, but, um, you know, that partly that was because they weren't sure where they wanted to go or what they wanted to study yet, but also partly because that was a wise financial decision. It saved us a lot of money. So um, a lot of kids wind up coming out of college already in debt, um, maybe only 20000 in debt, which might be somewhat manageable, um, still a big burden. Uh, some of them are coming out 50000 even $100,000 in debt. And so, um, you know, it's really hard to set yourself up for a... Um, a, a retirement plan for your future when you are still paying off your college on into your 40s. I, I hear what you're saying, and I totally agree with the philosophy of having uh, having your college start out reasonable. And, and there are a lot of folks mm -hmm. like my, my nephew's son got a full-ride scholarship. Yay. Take it. Go. <laughs> but yes, those yes. that don't get a full-ride scholarship, really need to think about how they can do this. And I know our friend uh, Jeannie Berlowski, 
she she helps yes. people all the time uh, navigate how to get through college without being in debt. And that is something that I just applaud her for because that is where a lot of the downfall starts. And I know, I know that it can saddle you. But here's the other side of that. I, even if you decide to go to a college that you're going to end up in debt, when you get out, I'm still going to encourage you to start the habit not just when you're out of college, but the moment you start earning any kind of an income, whether it's babysitting or uh, a fast food in your high school days, if you teach how to spend, save, and share, those three S's, spend, save, and share, then you're going to create habits that will benefit you when you're older. And let me explain, when you turn, let's say you get out of college and you start your family and you have those student loans and all of a sudden you've got to buy diapers and formula and pay for babysitters and all that. And you say, I can't afford it. Well, it's kind of like paying tithe to the church. A lot of times you say, I just can't do tithe right now. But here's what I've learned. If you take the time and you say, all right, I am going to make sure that I do what's right with God, whatever that is for you, and you pay something to return, and then you pay something to yourself in the way of savings. And even if it's $10 a week, whatever it is, get in the habit. Because if you get in the habit and if you do it before you even see your paycheck, that's best. Because once you have that money in your hand, it just kind of slips right through, doesn't it? All of a sudden, you, mm -hmm. you impulse buy when you're at the cash register and you're like, oh, yeah, I could use this and this and this. And, and if you have said in your mind, I am going to pay God, I'm going to pay myself for the future it is a habit that will pay off when you're 40 and 50. I've had the privilege of uh, being uh, with Dave Ramsey in his place in Tennessee, and he's the total money makeover guy. And, and like I've said before, he was on our very first show. And he said, Luann, there's so many marriages that fall apart because they don't have good, solid financial decisions that they're making. And so I want to just encourage the younger generation that's listening right now, because what you're doing now will pay off for your children, your marriage, your grandchildren down the road. Now, Dwight and I are in that other side <laughs> of life. You know, we're on the other side of the fence. We have the grandchildren now. And and we are debt-free, and that means we don't owe a mortgage, we don't owe a car payment, we don't owe a loan, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that because we went through some really tough times early on. I mean, we scraped, and we didn't go out to eat, and we made sure that the bills were paid, but it pays off now because now our income is ours, and we can 
do the things for our children and our grandchildren that we would never have been able to do had we not gotten to this place. This is classic um, putting off uh, what you want in the moment in order to reap the benefits in the future, right? To make these smart decisions when you're younger, to pay things off, um, even though the bank or the furniture store or, or the car dealership will give you a much longer time uh, to pay on it. Um, making those smart decisions now are um, is setting yourself up, your future self up to, to look back and say, thanks, Rachel, smart move. I'm so glad we did that. Absolutely. And, and as a realtor, I tell every single client this bit of advice. I say, no matter what your mortgage payment is, pay more. Pay more. Mm-hmm. Always mm-hmm. pay more than your payment and tell them to put it on principle. Because mm-hmm. what happens is you pay that off in a fraction of the time that it would take you. Go ahead and, and here's the other thing. Go ahead and get the 30-year mortgage. Now, Dave Ramsey would probably not agree with me on this, but mm-hmm. here's what I've watched. I've watched this happen. Get the 30-year mortgage that takes, makes your payment, you know, 800 instead of 1200 because in those months when you are struggling because you've had a car breakdown or you've had somebody in the hospital, something's happened where you are struggling, you aren't strangled by a $1,200 payment. You can then, for those that month or two, make the $800 payment without feeling like you're going under. But mm-hmm. then, you know, every other month, go ahead and pay the thousand or twelve hundred or whatever you can do above your your normal payment because that will cut your mortgage sometimes in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I do that. I um, I have never in my life made a mortgage payment that was my minimum amount due. I always pay. Um, over the principal, you know, uh, pray down the principal above and beyond. And sometimes that might only be 10 or $15 yep. <laughs> that goes towards the principal. But, um, but that was just one of those decisions that I made from the first time that I took on a mortgage was to always pay um, extra down on the principal. So yeah, these are just habits, decisions that you make mm-hmm. um, and habits that you form and they don't have to be huge. You know, it can be 10, $15. Um, Absolutely. But here's what, here's what I've shown some of my younger couples that say, we just don't have any extra to pay. I say, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Let's look at your budget. And then we find the 10 or $15 in that week or that month that they can put on there. And then I say, now look what happens to your overall mortgage, because now instead of paying interest on this lump, you're only paying mortgage or uh, interest on this lump for 30 years. So all of a sudden they see that $10 that they paid is now saving them thousands over the long-term mortgage years. Mm -hmm. So how incredible it is when we understand that we have control and the most most, uh, wealth-building asset that we have is our paycheck. Our paycheck 
is totally ours to decide what we're going to do with it. And it doesn't matter if you make $500 a week or $5,000 a week. What you decide to do with that every week will determine where you're going to be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now. But I will be honest, I have made some stupid decisions. I'm not even going to say they were, you know, not good decisions. They were downright dumb. And I have bought a couple of new cars in my life, and it was crazy. And that's how I learned the hard way that, Mm. oh, my goodness, because when you get in over your head and you are making, uh, you're paying out more than you're bringing in, then that doesn't make any sense. Try to live within the money that you are bringing in. You know, that's Mm -hmm. the that's the way to live. And if you're not doing that, then I'm going to encourage you to sell some things. If you are currently stretching every single week, trying to keep up and saying, I just don't know how I'm going to pay next week's bills. I don't know how I'm going to make it this month. Sell something. You have some things of value that you can sell and then try to do something to earn more. Now, I'll tell you, in my leanest years, I did a couple of extra things that helped me pay for Christmas each year. One thing I did, I went to salons across the area that were near me, and I offered to wash and dry and fold their towels. I had a washer and dryer, and I would go by and pick up their towels. They all had different, uh, their own little um, markings on them, so I knew whose was what. And I would go pick up the towels, take them home, and I would do laundry all weekend, getting ready for the next week for them. But it was a way that I could earn extra income. The other thing I did was I would work Christmas party parties and I would wait on tables and I would work at the country club for that that party time where people would gather and do that. And I would ask, uh, I would pay my babysitter the minimum that I had to pay to watch mm-hmm. my kids while I would go make enough money to pay for their Christmas. So you do what you've got to do to yeah. get the little extra that you need <clears throat> To get you over the hump, right? Because there are there are a couple of different ways to come out ahead financially. Um, one is to save money. Uh, another is to um, a- avoid debt, um, and another is to increase your income. And mm-hmm. so, and you can do all three of those. But sometimes we get locked into just, we don't realize that there is an option to increase our income. We just think, oh, this is all that I have. How am I going to make this stretch? Um, And, you know, this whole, you know, the the last financial downturn that we hit with the, uh, you know, housing mortgage crisis and and all of that, um, you know, that kind of gave birth to a lot of... um, uh, Americans, at least, our, our notion of the side hustle. <laughs> well, lots of people had been doing side hustles for a long time. It just became uh, sexy and glamorous to have a side hustle. <laughs> but um, yes, I've, uh, and sometimes I feel like the queen of the side hustle. I always, <laughs> I always say I, I don't have a single full-time job. I have about 80 part-time jobs. <laughs> 
And that's true of a lot of folks. And I don't see anything wrong with that because what I've learned over the years is that in today's society, you cannot count on your company to be there for you for 30 years because Mm -hmm. it's not financially smart for them. My husband went through that. He worked for mm-hmm. J.C. Penney for 25 years. He started when he was in college, and he was just doing it as a part-time job to make money. And they said, hey, he had a business finance degree, and he was going to go into investments and do that to- type of thing. And, and Penny said, no, come with us and go through the manager training program, and you can have such a successful career with us. And because he was familiar with it for working Mm -hmm. there through college, he said, okay, that sounds great. What he didn't realize is that he was trading out the holiday time where he worked six days a week and, and was working 16 hour days. And at the end of 25 years, they called him in along with 1400 other folks and said, Thank you for your service. Here's your gold watch. It's time for you to um, move on. You've got 25 years in. And what that meant was they were downsizing and they couldn't afford these people that had been with them. So they hired new folks out of college. So the, the lesson from that is you can't depend like our grandfathers who worked for the same company. My father-in-law worked for Delta Fawcett for 40 years and had a great, great run with them. But that's not the norm anymore. So you have to be uh, willing to say, okay, I can't put all my eggs in one basket. I have to figure out how this is going to work out for my best interest. And you figure those extra side hustles that can keep you going. I have a, a good friend whose husband is a just a finance wizard. He's he's great with budgets. He's great with finance. He is on top of it. Dave Ramsey would give him three gold stars. Um, uh, but he's uh, he's she's been a stay at home mom. He's worked in ministry, and they don't make a whole lot. Um, you know, they have kids. They have several kids, and so I remember her talking to me one time. She was like uh, talking to me. I just don't know why we can't, you know, afford the things that everybody else seems to be affording. And she was just sort of, um, just sort of venting, you know. And she's like, "We pay this for this. We pay this for this. You know, our kids don't do sports. Our kids don't do this." And you know, as she was talking it all out, because she just kept thinking somehow we are making we're making unsmart financial decisions. Um, but I can't find where they are. You know, we don't we don't pay for fancy cable packages. We don't pay. You know, all this kind of stuff. And I, you know, listened to her and I just sort of said, sweetheart, you don't have, um, you don't have a spending problem. You have an income problem. You just need to increase your income. (laughs) That's really what the bottom line was is because they had cut every corner and budgeted really well. And they were, um, doing all of that part right. And so at that stage, they just needed some side hustles or, you know, or a job change or something like that. Um, other people uh, need to be as savvy as they are about watching what they're spending. I mean, I, I, you know, just shout out to who, who else out there. And I should probably raise my hand because I can think of one. Um, how many of us are signed up for something that's on some sort of a recurring payment that we aren't using? 
Um, and we keep thinking every now and then, oh, I should really use that or I should really cancel that, you know, or whether it's a gym membership or a magazine prescription or some sort of online course or, or whatever, you know. Um, so be smart, you know, take the time today, go make a list of those things and go cancel them if you're not using them. And don't necessarily say, oh, but I wish that I was using it, so I'm not going to cancel it in hopes that my future self will use it. Um, Either start using it this week or cancel it this week. So I love the fact that we're talking about how to be smarter in our decisions. One of, one thing I want you to look at, too, is what do you currently owe and how many credit cards do you have? Because I am going to uh, sit face to face with you right now and I'm looking you in the eye and I'm saying, how many do you really need to have in your wallet? Do you really need to have all of the department store credit cards? Do you really need to have the gas credit cards? I'm going to try to convince you right here, right now, to have one. We all need one for those emergencies. And then I'm going to ask you to start paying off the other ones. And don't ever let a credit card go without paying it in full. And maybe you're like drowning right now. Maybe you've got a thousand over here and five hundred over there, and maybe you've even got five thousand on one. I don't know, but the interest rates on credit cards are crazy. And so I'm going to encourage you right now to take the credit card that has the smallest balance on it and absolutely chunk it away until it's gone. And then take that amount that you were paying on that and chunk the next one until it's gone. And that's what Dave Ramsey calls the snowball effect. That's what you do. You take the, the smallest amount, that's the one you owe the least on, and you pay it off. Why? Because that gives you momentum and that gives you hope that there is an end to your debt crazy. And I, I want to encourage you how good it feels when you finally are debt free and you mm -hmm. say, I am not, uh, I'm not held captive anymore. And doesn't the Bible teach us that the mm -hmm. Bible says the borrower is slave to the lender. So the reason we're talking about making smart financial decisions today is so that our future can be wide open and usable in the hands of God when he says go. You know, Luann, when I was in my 20s and 30s, I was in that exact same situation. I had two or three different credit cards. I wound up with balances on all three of them um, in too much debt for, for our income level. And I used Dave Ramsey's snowball method of paying them down. I did that exact same thing. Made minimum payments on the ones with the largest balance while I put as much money as I could towards the one with the smallest balance. And once I got that one paid off and I was already accustomed to putting out that much money um, in credit card payments, I just sent that to the next smallest balance. Um, and it took me probably a couple years to pay everything all off. Um, it was a huge lesson 
And once I've got them all paid off, again, I was accustomed to paying large amounts of my income out in credit card payments every month from, from paying all those off. Then I sent that same amount of money into savings. So in a short amount of time, I went from being, in a couple of years time, I went from having credit card debt, too much credit card debt, stressful amounts of credit card debt, to having um, a huge uh, financial cushion in my savings account um, that I was able to use for emergencies, for car repairs and things like that. And then at one point was able to use for, you know, down payment on a house. Um, so definitely if you're in that situation, check out Dave Ramsey's snowball method. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others this week, maybe with their finances. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online, when you get a chance to sit down and breathe, at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week, where we fill you up one cup at a time. Rachel, I am so excited about our new website. Oh, it's looking so good. Have you been to it lately? Well, I don't know if our friends sitting around the table have, but I want to encourage you to stop by encouragementcafe.com. You're going to find so much that is going to make you have the courage you need to encourage others.